Welcome to our second episode of the podcast. First official episode of We Ruin Everything, which is our new name. That's yeah. right. Yeah, we did a vote. It was between that and Weirdy Good Shoes, which I think we're going to try to do something with at some point. I think it was Goody Weird Shoes. Goody yeah. Weird Shoes. Yeah. It's better we didn't go with that one because I, I keep messing it up. Even though I came up with that one. Yeah. Kayla came up with We Ruin Everything, which is awesome. Because we were trying to figure out what the show was about. How do we talk about it? Like, and I mean, we're both early thirties. I'm more closer to the mid now. Um, we're millennials. We're millennials. The upper edge of a millennial, I guess. We're getting up there. Uh, and the name. Where did the name come from? How did they get to? How did you come up with that one? I mean, we were throwing out anything and everything we could think of. Whole list. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. We had terrible puns which I love. We got around to our age. We're millennials. Millennials are known for ruining every industry. Diamond industry, home buying. We're married a millennial couple, and we ruined everything. <laughs> we ruined everything. Halloween season's coming up, so... <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna, there's a lot of horror stuff and stuff like that's going to be in this yeah halloween keeps starting early and earlier yeah early september i mean having said that we do watch everything is yes you're a fan of scary yeah scary books scary movies scary aesthetic scary music you like skulls and skeletons yeah i think most of the episode today is going to be a i'm not scared you're scared yeah Hopefully I'll have, by the time I edit this, Second. I'll have a, th- a little jingle. An actual one. We'll see. You've been working on spooky stuff. It should it's be one easy, more thing right? to add yeah. to your list. I've been working on big, epic, sweeping stuff, though, so doing like a little fanfare. is uh, We'll see if I can do it. Speaking of, like, scary stuff, I guess, yeah. I'm not scared. You're scared. So, the other night, maybe... 1230 min- midnight? It was one in the morning. Yeah, closer to one, yeah. We had just finished watching a uh, found footage spooky movie. Yeah. It was pretty bad. What was it called? <laughs> First Summoning? Sure. It's one of those cheap, like, uh, you know, people make it Young for like a film school. Young college kids are, yeah. yeah, trying to it's make like, an indie film pretty much like a thesis film documentary mm-hmm. uh, i didn't pay attention to the majority of the movie one of those cheap movies that you watch you don't expect much but that movie creeped me out at the end yeah i mean they had low budget which meant they had to build up the fear and anticipation which yeah. they did a decent job of yeah it was there's a lot of creepy imagery good jump scares yeah it reminded me a lot of a, a game we played a while back state of decay 2 you played it for a little while. It was too much for you. I did, yeah. It, it was. It's pretty much a resource management game. Yeah, and I couldn't keep up with that. Yeah, but you actually like you control the characters as they go and like find resources and stuff like that, rather than like just you know farming them. Yeah, and uh, you can play any of your characters. Yeah, uh, and I think you kept trying to keep everybody alive. Is it? Is, <laughs> Because the game <laughs> yeah. spawns so many different NPCs. You say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> well, so I played the game, I realized they were just lives. The more you oh, just... Oh, gosh, man. That yeah. sounds awful. <laughs> hey, it's the apocalypse. <laughs> okay. And you got to make do. Uh, and sometimes people, you got to send them out, and they're not, you're not going to see them anymore. Let's go 
sacrifice them so you can get that pizza or whatever you're trying to pick up. And the whole uh, knapsack filled with just like, yeah, pizza. <laughs> yeah. Pepperoni, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it reminded me a lot of that and that they were like in this abandoned place and I don't know, the imagery was just very reminiscent of that. But uh, so that was a movie we saw. Yeah. It's a movie we saw. <laughs> it, it was okay. It's a good, like, put in the background, forget about it, and then you start seeing some stuff and you're like, oh, crap, I'm kind of freaked out. But then going back to why we brought that up, we barely watched that movie. And then we start hearing some kind of motor start revving. We think I think it's a mo- uh, motorcycle at first. Yeah, so did I. But it wasn't driving away. It was, yeah, it stayed very still. And I was like, oh, maybe somebody's just revving an engine, but... And then it, it sounded more like a power tool, we decided. And my brain automatically went to a chainsaw. There's a chainsaw <laughs> slasher outside. Uh, it's most likely a drunk guy. With like a weed eater or yeah, something. Yeah, weed whack in our alley. It mm-hmm. started far away, and then it got real close, and our dog was outside, because we forgot to bring him inside for the night. He was fine. And then... But then it got louder. And he and barked. It got closer to our house. Yeah. And then we were like, should we let him in? And Kayla was like, no, this is the least he can do for us, <laughs> <laughs> is to be out there and let us know if somebody gets in with the chainsaw. This thing kept going for a while, like maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Because it stops for a little 30. while. It's far away. It went from 1 in the morning until 1.30. We kept debating whether or not to call the police. Yeah. It calmed down. We're like, okay. Went away for a little while. And then Kayla's like, I'm, I guess I'm going to go take a shower. You go, and it starts back up. As soon as you're, you're gone, I'm like, oh, crap. And I go look outside, and our dog, who was nonplussed for a while, just laying down, is staring right at the alley. <laughs> Ears up, perked, just like poised and ready. Alert. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is, uh, like, what do I do here? I definitely came back out to the living room. Yeah, that's that's a, that's the disturbing thing to go through. In movies, you always say, like, oh, you call the cops, and we debated that for a little while, and we mm-hmm. were like, uh, do we? Do we tell them, hey, there's potentially a chainsaw axe murder outside? That's too weird. I mean, in reality, it would be calling the police and saying, hey, I hear a motor. I yeah. Mean, I mean. I mean, you'd want to warn them that <laughs> it was a chainsaw. We had no proof. We had no proof. I don't know. It just would have been nice to warn. Like maybe it's a, you know. Sounds like a power tool. Supernatural murder. Because <laughs> that's, you know, that exists. The police are definitely not going to come if I say, I think there's a supernatural murderer with a chainsaw that, in our alley. So that was the debate the, the raging in my mind. Like, what do we say to them <laughs> if we do call? Thankfully, it stopped and we're still here. But yeah, that was, that was pretty creepy. But not the only spooky movies or experiences we've had this week. So we saw It, Chapter 2, recently. And we're going to try to keep this as spoiler-free as we can. What? Yeah. We'll, How? Like, we'll, we'll say spoiler-free and then we'll talk, we'll like, put a little chunk and say this is spoiler territory. I mean, just be warned. Just be warned, yeah. Um, I don't think this is going to be spoiler-free. It. I'm gonna to try to keep the. I'm gonna to try to keep the beginning spoiler free. We'll give you a little warning before we get into stuff. But I guess to keep it spoiler free, a quick review of it is, I really, really, really enjoyed chapter one, like mm-hmm. more so than I thought I was. The kids had great chemistry. Yeah. They were great actors. They the took a lot from Stranger Things. That type of uh, sure, because it is set in the eighties. I mean, Stranger so Things it pretty has... much is it mm-hmm. to an extent. And Carrie mixed together, very Stephen Kingy, Kingy. 
But it has that nostalgia. Yeah, it has, and it played into that, and it made it in the 80s, so it was very, like, nice movie that came out of nowhere that I was surprised by, and I was very, very pleased with it, and I liked it, and I still like it. I mean, I liked it. I don't think maybe as much as you did. I, yeah. But I, I enjoyed like, the first one. Yeah, first one was really great. Skarsgård is great. Skarsgård, like McAvoy, can do a lot of things that are yeah. awesome. Plays really creepy people really well. Um, and speaking of... Speaking of McAvoy, so we watched it, Chapter 2, and the thing with sequels is you always go in hoping that it's at least as good as the first one. And there are parts of it that are as good as the first one. And but it takes a while to get there. It's, yeah, it's about three hours long. The kids are grown up. It is back. They didn't destroy it. They must destroy it now. Yeah. Which, you don't. how do you fit that? How do you need three hours to fit that in? Uh, to be fair, it does, it does have some flashbacks, so there is, like, more backstory to the pet, which has some really weird de-aging on some of the kids, because they hit puberty, they grew up. So you got Especially Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard's, Who yeah. plays Richie, young Richie. Young Richie. He is older teenager now. Who is also part of Stranger Things, like you were talking about earlier. Yeah. And apparently they had to de-age him yeah. digitally. So they use Stranger Things... Season 3 Finn Wolfhard in this movie to play Stranger Things 1 Finn Wolfhard. And those two dudes don't look the same. No, it's noticeable in some areas. Some areas it wasn't noticeable. And so I did have trouble during the movie because I had a lot of time to think about it. Trying to figure out whether they recorded some of the parts while the kids were still young or if they used the digital stuff. Yeah, I mean, just... Because there were some scenes where it wasn't obvious whether or not they were using digital de-aging. Which I wonder if they got them right before. Like, like I'm assuming as soon as you got this funded, you were going to be like, let's let's film these kids before oh. they get any... I was like, what, they were filming one week and then the next week all of a sudden he's like six inches taller? I mean, <laughs> it happens. And there was also maybe some weird ADR stuff. So maybe the kids' voices had already so, started changing. So a lot of it is pitched up. And a lot of it isn't uniform pitch. So even though one character's talking, it just, it kind of shifts, which I guess you could, if you wanted to make the exception, that is because they're kids, their voice would break and have weird pitch shifts. But yeah. I mean. But this is very robotic. It's very T-Pain yeah. in, in certain ways. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was okay. It was, a, it was a good movie. Had some problematic things in it. As a lot of horrors want to do. I don't even know if I would say it was good. For me, it was okay. I probably won't watch it again. There were enjoyable moments in it. I don't know if the cumulative for me Is it was good, good. at way to bed? Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting movie because it's there's parts like I jumped a few times in the movie. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, I... With the I huge, definitely jumped. Yeah, and she was smiling on my face. Not even like, the, oh, God. It was like, oh, and those were great. That's what a scary movie's supposed to be. Startled super startles. easily. So I jump in yeah. every movie. And the thing is, you know these ones are coming. They're not even hiding it. They're like, this is about to happen. <laughs> yep. This is about to Are you ready? And then it happens, you just laugh, and it's good. Um, I will say, Pennywise looks terrifying in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks more grungy. He looks just dirtier. He looks like he's more evil. Uh, the ending is a little long, too. It's fun, though. It's very fun ending. It has multiple endings. Yeah. It has a few. It's, it's, it's really video game-y. 
And some people might hate that. I loved it. Um, like I said, it just had a lot of movie it didn't need to have, including the stuff that's more problematic. They could have probably excised that, and the movie would have still been what they wanted it to be. As it is, needed tightening up, and those scenes would have been the first to go in my opinion. When you watch it, you'll probably see what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'd say, like, if you'd have... My critique of it is wait for home release if you're going to do anything. We need to make a chart. Yeah. We need a, like, a, the highest rating is, like, go see it now in theaters. And then the next one is go see it matinee, maybe, if you feel like it. And then... Like, or Netflix, rented at home, something like that. There's some movies you just... Eh. And then there's a skip it. Yeah. So this one is a, yeah, watch it matinee if you really want to see a big scary movie in theaters. They rave for home release. That's me. So wait for home release is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe watch it with a bigger crowd, too. That might help a little bit. We watched it in an almost empty matinee on a Friday time slot, and it was very empty. And yeah, it might be funner with more people. I don't know. So that might have colored a little bit of it. Except that, yeah, that's that's what we say, non-spoilery. And I guess we're going to get into some spoilers here. Talk about some of the things that Kayla and me had some problems with more in detail. Um, so if you don't want to hear that. It's like pushing them out the door. Yeah, okay, thanks for coming. You don't have Bye. to go home. You just, so, yeah, so spoilers in five, four, three, two. And one. Welcome back if you're still with us. <laughs> Just from the top. From the top. There were racist elements. There were ableist elements. There were homophobic elements. Uh, I want to say maybe a little bit of misogyny, too. I just, it covered the whole gamut of problematic discourse. And there's some of those things, I would say, do work in the story. And some of them that... Don't. And I, where does this become gratuitous? And where is this just in like, helping the story be stronger? And um, so the movie starts off with a scene from the book. Two gay men and are essentially beat up and left to die, one of them. Oh, they straight up try to murder one of the dudes. Yeah. So, which is based on a thing that happened when King wrote the book. Yes. So, apparently, there was a couple who were beat up by a gang of homophobes. And they were pretty much left for dead. This was in 1984. Mm -hmm. um, And when the police arrested the men who did it, they, you know, said terrible comments. They just did it because, you know. There were a couple of gay dudes, only they used much worse language. And so this made a big impact on King, who had not read the book, but apparently he put it in the book because it made a big impact on him, but he also discussed it more. So in and of itself, had the movie that delved more into that, because there are... Um, yeah, no, the movie does not go into depth Because there all. are elements of, you know, one of the characters being in the closet. Stuff like that, but that's never... You mean the main characters? Yeah, one of the main characters being in the closet. Um, Maybe, but that's not ever made so explicit. It's not made, ever made explicit. It's, it's hinted at, and you that, would almost think that that would have tied into it a little bit, but it didn't. It's at the beginning. Yeah, so I'm saying... And so it that scene, doesn't come up again later. That's yeah, the problem I had with it. Up. It was super violent. It doesn't push the story forward. It, it doesn't tie back into any of the characters. It, it's just... Violent? It's used for to violence show, sake, and I 
did not like it. So yeah, it, so I guess the idea there was to use the show that it's back and it makes people do bad things. But I mean, we don't see it influencing the the men who were. I guess the meta story the is that it influences this entire town to be bad. But like I said, this one seemed a little bit gratuitous in that it just never used that for any other fact. Just to show like, oh, look, there's hate crimes. Once it is gone, once Pennywise is taken care of, the town doesn't magically become a better place either. Those men were just bad men, sure. whether Pennywise was there or not. Um, so that's one of the scenes. that, And the movie's three hours long. And I think that scene could have been taken out. Really easily. Sure. Or not no, even... Other ways to show yeah. that Pennywise was back. Other ways. And that was one of the things, like, I enjoyed a lot of this movie. I even, when I first got out of the movie, that scene didn't make... And then as I kept thinking about it, I couldn't find any justification other than just to be there. Just to be the horror movie. Like, hey, look, there's, you know, there's bad stuff that's happening. And I don't know, I guess in the older movies... I was more okay with that because I was a kid and I didn't care. And it's just part of the, it was quote unquote part of the horror genre is that it's problematic in a lot of ways. Yeah. No, I, there's a lot of things in the recent years that I consider now and try to be more conscientious of than I ever have at any point in my life. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. I am too. And that's the, so that's. First movie had some bad stuff in it. First movie had racism in it. It had uh, an attempt at lynching. But those all played into the story. Mm-hmm. Those weren't just one-offs. Those were all about why the kids were kind of outsiders and why they were easy prey is because they had a lot of torment in their life. Yeah. And there's a discussion there whether the, even that justifies it. But it's Absolutely. just about a little bit more. But they tie it back into the story. And this one, that one was one of the scenes that did. Another one was... Well, and so it was at the very beginning, and it just pissed me off. So then I... So, yeah, that colored the movie. Really I mean, was not <laughs> so I wonder if you had went into the movie, if you, had, you just went and got something, a concession stand, if you would have came back and enjoyed it more without that scene. Well, and if people have read the books and they know that's going to happen, then maybe they expect it. But I hadn't read the book, and I did not expect that. So I read an interview with uh, the director, Muschietti. I think I'm getting to that right. Um, And he was talking about how if it wasn't in the book, he wouldn't have included it. Um, So it's kind of those things that some stuff that was written a long time ago, if you're adapting it, I think it's okay to not bring everything in. And they know it's okay to change it because they changed it in the last movie with a very problematic scene that everybody agreed shouldn't be there. Yeah. And so they're not afraid to... And they're adapting a book. Nobody puts everything from a book in a movie. So, yeah. So that's that's odd. I think when it, when that's a justification behind it, it was in the book. Then it was ever okay, but back then, think people didn't really raise eyebrows all that much and stuff was allowed to just be out there. That's one of the scenes. Another scene I had problems with was... The mysticism of Native Americans, mm-hmm. which I get it. The movie man- is talking about the first people to ever see Pennywise, which was several hundred years ago or yeah. whatever it is in the movie, which means it's going to be Native Americans. Yeah, because they were the ones who were here. Right. But do the whole magic, mystifying. Yeah. I mean, I guess a way you could get around that is to say that the people who were here, because essentially they're doing the chud ritual, um, which is essentially what happened in the past. So the same thing that's happened in this movie happened in the past. And hell, you got it right there. You know it's Native Americans. You know this stuff. You don't 
mystify them. You don't make them magical. There's a lot of... Uh, I mean, it still is, but then it's generalizing. But then what do you do? I mean, he has a know. spirit quest in there, which I don't know. Take that as you will. Yeah. Um, so that one, that one was one, I, one of the things I followed. Because I didn't, I watched stuff like The Prophecy, which you haven't seen, which I love that movie, but that's filled with that. Well, I mean, Poltergeist was the whole house is built on ancient Indian burial grounds. Pet Cemetery originally was yeah. also native grounds that were mystical. But in terms of this movie. Yeah. There maybe could have been a better way maybe could to have handle been that. There are, I guess, I would say go in with trigger warnings in this movie, too. Yeah. If you've been in domestic uh, abuse situations, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that one's a little bit more tied to the to the plot. Um, there probably was other ways they could have did it, but that one I... Just because that, think- does, that is part of a person's backstory of them overcoming. And it doesn't seem that gratuitous compared to the rest of its stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems very focused. Well... Yes. And I don't think Chastain... Well, there is violence. You don't see the worst of it, like there is in the beginning. So Jessica Chastain's usually a very big proponent of things. So I I don't think she would have done this movie had it been the other way. I mean, you would hope not, but people can make bad decisions. Yeah. Uh, Decisions they regret. But they did tie that more into the movie, into the story, into the reasoning, and it's not as graphic yeah i mean they just handle it differently than they handled the opening scene i mean one of the things the movie did good in general for me i think was tie in childhood fears and how they affect you as an adult how they follow you i don't know i'm pretty sure i fell asleep in the middle of it (laughs) so i may have missed that tying in part well there was uh like things are handled very sensitively and other things are a little bit more just in your face and not having a point which is a weird it's it's a weird mood Conflaint mental illness with violence. Which is also a thing, yeah, that's always... That is a part of horror cinema. Every single, Especially, yes. Yeah. And you it's go a to tr- haunted asylums, or your slasher is an escapee from an asylum, or is creating, I think, real-world problems for us now. It's harder to pass legislation to help people because people treat someone with a mental illness uh, however strong as though they're already a, uh, they're a dangerous society to begin with. Right. When violence does not occur more frequently in a population with mental illness than the general population. And in fact, if you're looking at statistics of people who are actually treated for whatever mental illness they have, violence occurs less frequently than it does in the general population. Yeah, the more to be victims than they are aggressors mm-hmm. and that makes it harder for people who are there to come out and that's those kind of things to say that i've been you know, hurt or whatever because society looks at them as pariahs they are they are not people we want around so therefore hide them away and that's that's something that i still have a problem with and a lot of a lot of stuff i like is problematic in the way i love lovecraftian things but that's filled with guys that make it to an asylum Filled with guys that, you know... Oh, yeah. They go mad. They go mad. Which, yeah. So... Which is problematic language. Problematic, yeah. But, you know, it's... One of the things I hope horror movies especially start embracing that, you know, you don't need the tropes like that. Yeah. People are just bad, which is scary. Yeah. I mean, 
they do also have suicide in the movie and I'm not sure how I feel about how they addressed it. Apparently it's a little different than in the book. Um, so it's almost treated like a heroic action. Yeah. Which, yeah, there, there's, there's, there's some stuff there that, depending on how you look at it, could be bad. It's the same furor that happened over uh, 13 Reasons Why. You don't want, you don't want to demonize people who want to do it, but you also don't want to glorify the act itself. Mm-hmm. Well, right, right. Yeah. I don't know. I know that's a lot of, I mean, those are all the events that were in the book. And so people want to stay true to the, de- true to the, the texts. They did their best attempt to make stuff in the book that was bad. Sometimes. Sure. Because you know, sure. the ending, I mean, they, they hit on the king never knew how to end his books. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that maybe that just wasn't as strong. Maybe that wasn't king's best. Maybe we just didn't need a... I mean, he was make that part pretty coked up for a huge amount of the time writing those books, on pain pills, on medications. So they yeah. were written in the eighties, and it, we just feel differently about yeah. things now. So I mean, if you're adapting a book nowadays, there are considerations I think you can take, and there are movies that are trying to still be conscious of modern day feelings while still being horrific and still being scary and playing on a lot of. Uh, a lot of anxieties we have now, and that they would like to see more of that in this. Well, in the last yeah, point, I think, <laughs> for now, is that Bev, her character, Jessica Chastain, is such a badass, she's smart, she's brave, and her storyline is, which dude is she going to end up with? And it's a little creepy because one of the guys pined after her for... The 20 years or whatever that they've been gone almost Based 30 years. Based on a years. false assumption that the poem she got was written, written by, by Ben. Ben, yeah. Yeah. And they kind of end up together. Just They have that loud final scene in the end they're on a boat and they're just chilling. And I think it would have been better if you showed him just asking her out and her saying, let's give it a shot. Something like that. Or just not make it about that. Sure. So <laughs> yeah, her story becomes a little... I mean, she is the heroine of the story. She is. She saves Ben. And her whole history, though, is being with men who are abusive. And so instead of her just being strong on her own, they're like, no, no, no. She still has to be with a guy. He's just going to be a nice guy this time. Which might be a holdover from where it came from, the manuscript. Uh, McAvoy's great. He was great. Here is the absolute best thing in that entire movie um but he his show barry if you haven't seen that go watch that yeah stop listening go watch it now yeah um and he's great in this movie him and mcavoy are really good actors mm-hmm. mcavoy i love him from split and everything he's done Split was like the top of his game i liked him in penelope but yes sure <laughs> <laughs> i know him from uh a few other things but from the top of my head i couldn't bring it up but split i can yes Mr. Tumnus. Yeah, he was also... <laughs> That's right. And, of course, um, he's Professor X. Yeah, and Jessica Chastain is great. She's a great Always. Actress. She's like, one of my favorites, too. She's been awesome, and I'm glad she got this role. It seemed like the role was custom-made for her. And, of course, Skarsgård. Skarsgård is... Yeah. But he does awesome stuff. His voice is creepy in this. He, his body language is great. The faces he can make. Dude, yeah, he's awesome. I don't know anybody else who could play this character the way he played it. I'd be afraid of seeing that guy. 
Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Just standing there, not doing anything. I would just be like, that's weird. Yeah. Um, the effects in the movie were gorgeous. Except for the de-aging, but yes. The de-aging, that's, Marvel has been really good about it. They've been impressive. Um, I would assume messing with a kid to make him look like a kid is a, a little harder. Because you're like, where do we uh, where do we do this at? But the creature effects have been great. Yeah. Like they even have a callback to uh, the Thing miniseries with the spider head. It's great. It's awesome. In the original books, its natural form is a giant spider, just a big spider. Um, they didn't go that route with this one. Instead, it just kind of transforms into a half spider, half it, half clown, which is terrifying. And it happens in a giant. So we talked about Zelda last time. <laughs> and this one is essentially a giant battle arena. There's a small final level till they get there and during it. And then there's like a giant battle arena where this thing's running around and they have to memorize its patterns and its attacks. It's great. A lot of people have problems with it. I love that one. I love the ending. The fight, at least. Could have been trimmed too. It was a little long. Mm-hmm. A little tighter editing on the overall in this movie would have helped wonders. I mean, honestly, I think they could have taken an hour out, but... Three hours is a lot. It's a, it's a big time investment. The adult cast, I think, was good as, as the kids. Um, I think towards the end of the movie, when they're actually fighting Pennywise, that's when their chemistry feels just as solid as the kids did in the first movie. Yeah. There's lots to like in this movie. Even some, in my case, to love. There's just equally amount parts that you have to make allowances for or are going to take you out of the movie completely. If you don't want to make those allowances, don't yeah. see it. Cause... Yeah. You know, if this, if this stuff... If you're listening to us and you haven't seen it at this point, you might want to wait. I haven't said that. I mean, I guess that'll be the end of our uh, our second show. We need to find a better sign-off. Yeah. Hey, did we ruin anything for you? Well, it's terrible. I don't want to hear. <laughs> I don't want to hear if we did. Uh, yeah. Well, you guys have a good rest of the week or day or whatever, both. And we'll see you next time, whenever that is. Thank you. Bye, guys.